You're listening to the Central City Assembly Podcast. We're dedicated to sharing content that magnifies and multiplies Jesus for the good of our city and helps you grow in your love for him. We pray this episode blesses you, impacts you, and fills you with kingdom purpose. I want us to start out today by reading a passage from the book of Hebrews. The title of this book, From God's Word, confirms that God is a lover of coffee because he brews. (laughs) I know. All right. So grab whatever brew you have this morning and let's open our Bibles to the book of Hebrews And we're going to read from chapter 10, starting in verse 23. And go ahead and open your Bibles. Let's do that together. Um, And as you're opening there, I just want to say I I love this book so much. It's one of my favorites. Uh, One day, I'll venture to do a sermon series on Hebrews. But I have a feeling it would take a really long time. We'd spend many, many Sundays in Hebrews, and I would probably love it. But for now, let's read Hebrews chapter 10, starting in verse 23 which says, Let us hold on tightly to our confession of hope without being diverted. The one who announced the message to us is trustworthy. Let us as well stir up one another's minds to energetic effort and love and good works. We mustn't do what some people have got into the habit of doing, neglecting to meet together. Instead, we must encourage one another, and all the more as you can see the great day coming closer. This is one of those verses that, when applied to our current circumstances, turns into somewhat of an awkward moment. Because what this verse encourages the church to do is gather together, to come and worship together and serve together in person. And for us, that's a bit awkward because where are we right now? We are not at church gathered together in person. Many of us are at home watching this, maybe by ourselves or or maybe with a few people around us. But we are not gathered together like we normally do on Sunday mornings and as this passage suggests. And the reason the author of Hebrews tells us to not neglect meeting together is because something happens When followers of Jesus, the body of Christ, collects itself in one spot and worships, prays, serves, studies God's word, fellowships, takes communion together, and so on. This meeting together allows for a stirring up to happen that can happen when the church is not together. We gather together because we believe growth and transformation happens in those moments. We gather together for encouragement and equipping. We gather together to do all of these things and for all of these reasons so that we can have a kingdom-building impact on the world around us. Gathering together helps the church, the body, grow and thrive. But what happens when the local government issues a stay-at-home order because of COVID-19 and the church can no longer gather together. How does the church continue to thrive 
when they are unable to gather together as the church? And that's the question we'll be addressing in our new series, Home Church. My hope is to give you tools and to equip you to continue growing and thriving in your faith and together as the body of Christ, even though we are not together in the same place. But if you're kind of pushing back against this idea, if you read Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, right, where it talks about we have to gather together and you struggle to see how you can continue growing in your faith when you can't come to church, then you might have an unhealthy relationship with church, which is what I want to explore today. So the title of today's message is The Codependent Church. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you that right now, wherever your followers, your disciples are meeting, you are there. Jesus, I thank you that even though your body is not collected together in one spot, that doesn't keep you from working in our lives. That doesn't keep you from helping us grow and thrive in our faith. It doesn't keep you from building your church. And Jesus, we just remember that this morning. But God, we we are also uh, struggling with the distance. We're struggling with, with not gathering together. So right now, would you encourage us? Would you lead us and guide us and show us what it means to be the church when when we're not together as the church? God, we're looking to you for revelation, for wisdom, for encouragement. And so we thank you for what you're going to do in us today. Your church. We say all of these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. So I want you to think back again to before March 15th. Uh, Sunday, March 15th, was the last time we gathered together at our church location. Uh, Some people, they started sheltering in place that weekend, uh, but some still came to church. Uh, But I want you to think back to when we were free to gather together without the worry or concerns of COVID-19. What were some of the things we did together? We worshiped through song and, oh man, how I miss worshiping with you, church family. Okay, what else did we do? We, we prayed together. We studied God's word together. I could actually hear you engage in God's word with your awesome yeses and amens and preach it comments, right? Uh, what else did we do? We used our spiritual gifts to serve one another, whether through helping lead worship being on the prayer team, taking care of babies in the nursery, or teaching our younger kids about Jesus. I mean, parents, we looked forward to bringing our kids to church because we knew they had a place where they could hear the gospel in a way that they could understand. We took communion together, and we engaged in fellowship with one another, right? We actually held hands and shook hands. We hugged each other. We touched, right? I mean, it was awesome and I loved it. But all of these things, right? All of these were things and activities we looked forward to doing together with our church family. And and man, I can't say it enough. I, I, for one, truly miss gathering with you, church family. And the reason we look forward to these so much is because we understood that gathering together to do these it played a huge part in our spiritual growth and transformation. And church family, that's no small thing. 
We gathered together to do these things because we knew we'd receive encouragement and equipping so that we can have a kingdom-building impact on the world around us. Again, that's no small thing. Gathering together as the church, it's a huge part of being a follower of Jesus and for good reason. You know what? I, I know many of us, we can sit back and think right now of, of a time when we were at church with our church family and God did something incredible in us. He gave us that revelation or perspective shift that helped us turn our lives around at church. We received prayer from a fellow brother or sister in Christ and we were healed or set free or lifted up from the depths of despair at church. We heard that, that worship song for the first time that became an incredible and encouraging anthem for the season of life that we were in. We experienced God's presence like we never experienced before at church. And if you, like me, are missing gathering together as a church family, you know what? It's totally okay to grieve. It's totally okay to feel like you've lost something because in a way you have. Our gathering together is so important. But what happens when, like now, we are unable to gather together? Does everything we talked about so far just stop? Does the growth and transformation just stop? Does the encouraging and equipping stop? Does the church, the body of Christ, stop having a kingdom-building impact on the world around us when we are unable to meet together? It shouldn't. But I think it can and often does. Why? Because I think many in the church have become codependent on the church. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, codependent or, or codependency, it doesn't sound like a bad word at first. I mean, we have words like coexist, cooperate, cost co, right? Those are all good words, right? Okay, maybe not that last one. But in relational dynamics, it's not healthy when one or both people in the relationship are codependent. Counselor, therapist, and codependency specialist Darlene Lancer, she says that codependency involves someone who has lost their core sense of self so that his or her thinking and behavior revolves around someone or something external, including a person a substance, or an activity. Even more, uh, codependent relationships are not healthy and do not allow partners room to be themselves, to grow, and to be autonomous. These unhealthy relationships involve one partner or both relying heavily on the other and the relationship for their sense of self, feelings of worthiness, and overall emotional well-being. And there are often feelings of guilt and shame for one or both partners when the relationship is not going well or it's ended. So these are descriptors of, of codependency in a relationship with other people, but can those same descriptors be applied when talking about our relationship with going to or gathering at church? Well, let me ask you this. Since we've been under this stay-at-home order, how has your faith and walk with Jesus been? Are you still growing and transforming into Christ-likeness, 
reading your Bible, praying, worshiping on your own? Are you still being encouraged and equipped as a follower of Jesus? Or have you felt lost and aimless since not being able to go to church? Do you still feel like you have purpose and meaning in life? And have you thought, man, if only we could go back to church, everything would be better again? If so, you might be in an unhealthy relationship with going to church. You might be codependent on church. Now, don't hear me wrong. Okay, we should want to go to church and gather together with our church family. We should be sad and frustrated that we can't be together doing all of the amazing things we get to do when we are at church, right? That's why we are encouraging these small home gatherings on Sunday mornings. No, we, we can't all meet together at the same time. But we can meet together in smaller groups all throughout Tucson. But guess what? Our faith continuing to grow, our lives continuing to be transformed by Jesus shouldn't be totally dependent on whether or not we gather together. There should be a healthy interdependence, which is preferred over codependence. Now, an interdependent church looks like a people who can continue to thrive when they can't gather together as the church. An interdependent church looks like a people who are able to study God's word on their own, pray on their own, worship on their own, serve and give of themselves to others on their own, and pastor and shepherd their family on their own. And going to church to gather with the body of Christ, what it does, it only amplifies the growth and transformation that's already happening when not at church. Okay, that's what interdependence looks like when it comes to church. And so, where do you find yourself today? Ask yourself those questions again. Are you still growing? Are you still thriving? Are you still praying, studying God's word, worshiping, even while you're away from our church gathering? If not, then what changes need to happen in your life? You know what? There's no better time than right now to transform an unhealthy, codependent relationship with church into a healthy, interdependent relationship with church. And what we'll be looking at together in the coming weeks is what does it look like to practice prayer, worship, studying God's word, and serving others at home with your family or, or a few brothers and sisters in Christ when we can't all gather together as the church? What can home church look like? How can we continue to grow and thrive as the church from our homes? I'm reminded again of the meme that Pastor Josh talked about a couple weeks ago where Satan says to God, with COVID-19, I closed your churches. Then God counters saying, on the contrary, I just opened one in every home. During this time, I don't want that to be some cute idea. I think it can be a reality in every home of every follower of Jesus. I believe every home has a pastor in it right now. 
Every home has a worship leader in it right now. Every home has an intercessor. Every home has an altar. Every home can be a center where followers of Jesus spread out to have a kingdom-building impact on the world around them. I believe we can make that a reality. And so will you believe with me in that reality? You know what? Jesus didn't live die and rise from the dead so that his church would be contained in a building one day a week. The power of Jesus's life, death, and resurrection is that there are no limits to where that work can go and have an impact. And as his followers, we get to partner with Jesus in seeing his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven, whether we gather in a building or we gather in our homes all throughout the world. You know what? God is not waiting until we can gather together again to continue his kingdom building work. God can, and he wants to continue that work right now, right where you are. Do you believe that? As Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 15 and 16, our constant goal should be this. Rather, speaking the truth in love, We are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. And even though we aren't joined together in person, we are joined together in purpose and in spirit And we can continue to grow in every way into him who is the head into Christ. Amen? Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for your word that is true. I thank you that you do encourage us to gather together. But God, I also thank you that there's grace for times like this. But God, we we don't want to wait until we can gather together again in order to see you do great and mighty things. God, we believe that you can do that right now in our homes, through us, in our neighborhoods. So God, we ask that as we go through this series together, you would show us. We ask that you would give us wisdom on what that looks like for us as a church family. And God, I know that there are many who are struggling in their faith right now. Many who are having difficulties um, holding on because of many different situations. But God, I pray that you would encourage them right now. God, I pray that you would meet them right where they are. That you would help them in whatever struggle they're going through. Would help them to hold on, help them to keep going, help them to continue uh, to have that desire to grow and to become more like Christ every single day. Lord, and show them how they, they can do that at their home. God, would you, would you use me in this series to do that? But ultimately, would you do the work, God, the work that only you can do? So Father, we thank you for what you've done in our homes, in this place. And we pray that that seed that's been planted, that you would just water it and it would continue to grow inside each of us. So we thank you, Jesus. We love you. We say all of these things in your name. And everybody said, amen.
Now, I, I hope you were able to invite some of our church family uh, into your homes, or, or I hope you were able to accept an invitation to gather in someone else's home. Um, we really want to take advantage of this time, uh, of these small home group settings, by giving you an opportunity to discuss what we've talked about today. So here are some questions for you to discuss with those that, that you're gather, gathered with right now. Uh, what you can do, I'm going to put a slide up on the screen, but uh, you can take a photo of them with your phone or write them down. And when the live stream is over, take some time to really discuss these questions with whoever you're gathered with. So here are the questions. Question number one, how has your walk with Jesus been since not being able to gather with your church family? Number two, based on what you just heard, would you say you have a codependent or interdependent relationship with church? Number three, which personal spiritual disciplines do you struggle most to maintain in your home, i.e. prayer, worship, reading God's word, etc.? And then question number four, what's one thing that you can commit to doing this week to help your faith grow? Thank you for listening. If you are blessed by this episode and would like to help us create more content that magnifies and multiplies Jesus, would you consider giving a financial gift of any amount today? Whatever you give will go towards building the kingdom of God in the lives of people all over the world. Thank you for your support, and we pray many blessings over you. Thank you.